hello welcome to another episode of walking movies i'm nick and i am walking although i'm just walking around my living room at the moment because that's where i am um so this is going to be an interesting experiment because this is either going to work or it won't obviously um i am about to watch a film at home and then my plan, as I recall this, is to go to the cinema tomorrow to watch Uncharted, which is a video game adaption of the beloved PlayStation series of video games. So what I'm aiming to do is to watch a film tonight at home, and then on the way to the cinema, review that film, and then talk about the film that I'm going to see at the cinema, and then, uh, you know, review that on the way home. So, it could work, it could not work, but we'll see. I guess it depends on if I actually make it to the cinema. Um, It's a weird one, because um, they are pretty much only showing this film in premium formats. So, there are just three screenings a day of Uncharted in a regular screen. It's also playing in 4DX, IMAX, and ScreenX. Now, I've never mentioned ScreenX before, and I've never seen a film in ScreenX. But ScreenX is this weird kind of screen where you've got screens on either side of the cinema itself and obviously the main screen and the idea is that uh, for certain parts of the film at least they project stuff on the sides on the other screens so you get like a a 180 degree field of vision Um, it sounds rubbish and films aren't shot with cameras that do that so yeah I've never, and, and they charge extra, obviously, as they do with all these premium things. So I've never seen a film in ScreenX. Um, and I won't. Unless I start a Patreon and get people to pay me <laughs> to do it. Um, I mean, I could do it. I'm just a tightwad and don't want to pay the extra three or four quid just to have a crap experience. But that's that's just me. So, anyway, going back to what I was saying. So they're only showing this film in 2D at, well, in a regular cinema screen in 2D, um, three times a day. So, it's like 10.40, lunchtime, and then uh, early evening. So, I was going to go tonight. Oh, no, it wasn't early evening. It was like 9 o'clock or something. And I thought, no, it's too late. So, um, my aim is to go tomorrow morning. Uh and if I get there, great. And if not, then this hasn't worked. But anyway, um, the film I'm going to watch tonight is a film called Boiling Point. And Boiling Point is a British film. It stars uh, Stephen Graham. I know that much. Um, let me see if I can find any facts about this film. Um, I don't know much about it. 
Uh, and I think it was supposed to come out last year and kind of got delayed because of the pandemic and, you know, stuff being shifted around and blah, blah, blah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's out now. Um, ah, Philip Barantini's a director. Um, and it's a one-shot film. That I did know uh, before, before putting this on. And... It was a short film, so he made a short uh, film, which also stars Stephen Graham, and what they've done is they've expanded it into a full-length uh, film. So, um, you know, one-take one, one take films are interesting. You don't get very many of them, for obvious reasons. You do get sequences in uh, films and TV shows uh, where you get, like, you know five minute segment ten minute segment possibly where this happens and it's filmed as one continuous shot or always uh, intended to look like one continuous shot so you know sometimes they do it like that sometimes they obviously edit it to make it look like it was done in one in one sequence uh, it was obviously famously used for uh, 1917, a few years ago. A film, I believe, there is a walking movies episode of that when I when I saw it at the cinema, well, back in the early days. Um, and I'm sure there was another film that used it recently. But anyway, um, I, I said like I'm, I'm, you see it pop up in things. They Hawkeye had a sequence with it recently, for example. Uh, think it was the first Kingsman film had a sequence where they did it like that as well um, I like the idea of, oh Birdman that was a film I was thinking of, Birdman <laughs> another famous film that was done uh, to, uh, intended to look like it was done in one take um, yeah, I, li- I like the idea I like the concept, I think it's very clever I didn't like Birdman, in fact I've never finished watching Birdman, I fell asleep and never bothered to watch the end of it and uh, 1917, uh, I didn't think it was a very good film. I thought the the idea of filming it in one shot was a great idea, but I thought the the actual film itself wasn't wasn't great. Um, so that doesn't really sound like it's boding well for this, but it's it's had some good reviews. Uh, Scrooby's Pip talks about it on his end of year films on his podcast and said he really enjoyed it. He's friends with Stephen Graham, though. Um, but Stephen Graham's a great actor. And, you know, he's got quite a good hit rate when it comes to to films. Um, you know, he's been in some duffers. Uh, Walk Like a Panther. Again, something I believe I reviewed on this podcast back in the day. Um, it wasn't great by any stretch. But he always puts a good, a good uh, bit of effort in. And, um, yeah, I, you know, I'll always find time to watch uh, something that he's in but yeah this is a one shot film it's um, you know judging by the poster he plays a chef possibly a a Gordon Ramsay type and uh, you know the uh, the title the boiling point is obviously a, a reference to uh, cooking and uh, you know if I, if I was going to guess what this film's about uh, it's about the stresses of working in the kitchen 
that's my bold prediction for this film. Um, other than the fact it's Stephen Graham's in it and it's it's shot as one shot continuously and it was based on a short, that is all I know. I don't know anything about the story. So uh, going into it blindly, um, it's about 1 hour 34 according to the runtime. So it's, it's not a, a long film, which is great. I love those 90 minute type films. So already ticking the box but uh yeah so that's it that's my introduction hopefully when i come back in uh in about 12 hours time it will be me walking to the cinema talking about this film and going to watch uncharted which um i'll probably forget that i've mentioned this so i'll probably repeat myself tomorrow but i saw uh one review describe um mark Wahlberg in this film as being like uh, an orangutan wearing a ball gown um, I think I'm hoping that's more in reference to his portrayal of the character uh, he's he's playing in this film because uh, I was talking about this the other night with uh, with Gary um, when he was waiting for Jackass forever to, to start because we're both uh, fans of the the video game franchise and we don't think it's particularly good casting um, either uh, the main or the sidekick role so yeah there you go anyway enough about that I'm going to go and watch a film so uh, I'll hopefully speak to you tomorrow toodles hello good morning it's Saturday the 12th of February this morning and I'm out so the plan did work so I am walking to quite fast you can you can tell to go and see Uncharted but before that I watched the film at home boiling point so um, I was kind of right what I thought the film would be about it was uh, one night set in a busy kitchen of a I suppose semi celebrity chef or a well regarded chef and uh, follows the people front and back of the, of the uh, restaurant as they went through their night with various things happening um it was a good film. I did really enjoy it. I did think it was a little bit predictable. Like the story was, you could kind of guess where things were going to go at certain points. Um, I think they they kind of highlighted stuff a little bit too much. Um, just made things a little bit obvious at times. Which is a shame. I just kind of made it feel really safe but the actual way it was made is is pretty incredible so they they're making it just before the shutdown in March of 2020 and they had planned I think to do four takes in the end and the third take 
is the one that ends up being the final cut of the film. Um, and that's incredible because when we talked about films like the last time I mentioned Birdman and uh, 1917, you know, there, there were obviously uh, cuts in those films. They hide them quite well, but they are, there are cuts. This is literally one continuous take, and so that is an amazing feat in itself. So, whilst I was a little disappointed with the story, the way they told it, the way they made the film, is uh, a remarkable feat. So, um, it's about an hour and a half long. Um, flies by, really. So, if you get a chance to watch it, uh, I'd recommend it. Yeah. So, there you go. Now, a film I can't recommend, haven't seen it yet, is the film I'm going to see now, which is Uncharted. I remember getting Uncharted 2 on PlayStation 3. I don't know why that was the first one. I think... When Uncharted came out, um, it looks a bit like a kind of Team Raider clone, it didn't look very interesting. And I think they were really advertising Uncharted 2 when that came out, so I got swayed by the adverts to give it a go. And, uh, <coughs> sorry. And um, because, of, uh, because of the adverts, I gave it a go. And liked it so much, I bought the first one as well and uh, I got the trilogy in the end when I got PlayStation 4 they re-released them as uh, HD Masters I bought those and I bought the fourth when that came out so it's a franchise that I do enjoy playing a lot I think they're really well done games. And you could argue that the games are at times like movies because they have very uh, cinematic levels uh, that you have to kind of go for big set pieces. So it's been screaming out for Hollywood adaption really for a long time and it's, I think they first announced well, maybe about 2008. And, uh, you know, just kept getting kicked, kicked around until they eventually started on it. Um, now, a, a big deal's been made about the casting of this film because the lead character of Nathan Drake is, even in the first games, older than Tom Holland. Um, I, the, the problem with Tom Holland as well is that I say, I make it sound like he's a teenager. He looks like a teenager. I think that's the problem. He still looks like he's in his uh, late teens, very early 20s. When he's a bit older than that now, but he still looks it. So he, to me, is too young to be Nathan Drake. But then on the other side, you have uh, Sally, who 
is older. Well, say so he looks older than Mark Wahlberg does. So, if you're basing it purely on, on the games and what you're expecting, and look, let's be honest, when you're adapting any, any kind of media, whether that's cartoon, whether that's comic books, there's a look. You've already seen what these, these characters are supposed to look like. So, it makes it uh, more obvious, I suppose, of what you expect them to look like. So, yeah, they don't look the part in, in my eyes. So, I'm hoping it'll be enjoyable. I'm not expecting to be blown away by it. And the fact it's getting released in February, which I think the only films that have come out in February that have done well, it's like <laughs> rom-coms, Fifty Shades of Grey, and... Deadpool they all did really well when I came out around Valentine's Day but uh, kind of summer Hollywood blockbusters not really so we'll see it'll be interesting uh, to see if they can capture the spirit of the games or uh, or not but you know I'm expecting a bit of a dumb popcorn film as long as they deliver on that it won't be a won't be a wipeout so yeah Alright, well, I think that'll do for now. Um, I'll walk a bit faster than I'm talking, and uh, I'll speak to you after the movie. Alright. So, that was Uncharted. Um, I wasn't really looking forward to it going in, and... That was probably a bit judgmental on me. I don't know, I, I think sometimes when you go and see a film and you're not expecting too much, it's a pleasant surprise when it's not as bad as you think it's going to be. Um, I mean, look, it's not going to win any awards. It's, I think it might do quite well, actually, at the box office. I mean, you know, Tom Holland is a, is a big draw. Um, and it's a lot of fun for what it is. There's enough little nods to the game. And there's probably some that I uh, didn't even uh, clock on to. I don't want to talk about the ones that I did spot because I don't want to spoil your enjoyment watching the film. But, uh, yeah, there, there's, there's a good few. And I said some that I probably even didn't get to see myself. So... Yeah, I had uh, I had a lot of fun watching it. Um, I still think the casting's off. Like, I really like Tom Holland. I do. I think he's the best uh, all-round Spider-Man we've ever seen. Like, absolutely perfect for the role. But I, you know, he's not got a huge amount of range. Um, he does a good job but you know like I said before I just think he's a bit too young to be playing like this this Nathan Drake really um, Mark Wahlberg yeah he's about as good as you kind of expect in this he is Mark Wahlberg again it's not like 
I do like Mark Wahlberg, but again, like Tom Holliday, I'm very much creatures of habit. There's not a huge uh, amount of range with him. He's pretty much the same in everything. And this is no exception. Like, you know, he's he's fine. Um, I forgot Ant Antonio Banderas is the, the villain in, in this. Um, you don't see him much anymore, so it was uh, good for him to pop up. Um, Sophia Arley plays uh, Chloe Fraser, who, uh, if you played the video games, you'll know um, as a character. She's one of the main characters in the games. And I didn't know she was going to be in the film, like the character, so that was good. Um, I mean, she's, she's good in it, but she's an American actress playing an Australian character that slips between English and American, uh, sorry, English and Australian, as the film kind of dips in and out. But, you know, she acting-wise, she does a good job, it's just her accent's not really um, on par. Uh, and I suppose the main thing is, you know, the, the, the action sequences and stuff, that's really what you're watching the, the film for. Um, and they do a good job, you know. I can't, I can't deny they do a good job with that. You know, they do. There are there are a few sequences in the film that are very much what you would, well, if you have played in the games, or are what you'd expect to be playing in the games. So, you know, that's that's kind of what you want from a video game adaptation. I suppose if you're looking at the world of video game adaptions, it's probably one of the the better ones uh, in terms of actually making a competent film out of it. So, yeah, you got that. Um, there's a couple of uh, extra scenes. So there's one just uh, as the credits start to roll. A one just after the main credits finish, um, both of which kind of lead you towards a sequel, which obviously they're gunning for. I mean, as I said before, Uncharted is uh, there've been four Uncharted games so far, four full Uncharted games. Um, so definitely hoping that they'll get more mileage out of the. Uh, the franchise and I can't say I wouldn't want to see a sequel um, you know this is one of those films that it's not amazing it's not gonna be a favorite um, but it wasn't as disappointing as I had feared it could be and you know for being a you know old-fashioned kind of action-adventure film it ticks the boxes so yeah uh, would you would I recommend you see this as cinema I think if you're a fan of the games much more so than if you're just a fan of Tom Holland um, I mean if you want to go to cinema because there's not much out at the moment then yeah I'd say this is uh, a good choice to go and see uh, so yeah, I suppose that is a recommendation.
Uh, I saw it in Screen X, but I didn't see it in Screen X, if that makes sense. They use the uh, the regular screen for the film. They didn't put up the, uh, the two side screens for you to watch the film, so... <laughs> I didn't know that's what was going to happen, but that's what, that's what did happen. So, uh, yeah, can't talk anymore about Screen X. But, um, yeah, you know, I think it's, it's going to be a film that... Uh, you can enjoy with your kids. It's not particularly violent. Uh, there's a little bit of violence, but not too, not too visceral. Uh, yeah, it, you know, it's just a silly action adventure, and surprised with, um, with how it went. Really, so I, I did expect it to be uh, not as enjoyable as it ended up being. So. I was giving it a, a star rating, probably a good six, maybe seven out of ten. You know, it's uh, it's a film like that. So, oh, almost a crash in a car park. People not paying attention. So yeah, so that's Uncharted. So yeah, if you want to go to the cinema, see something. If you're a fan of Tom Holland, then uh, you'll probably get a kick out of it. There you go. So, um, I'm not sure what's next. I have, or I'm going to book today, uh, tickets to go and see the Batman, because that's gone on sale. That's uh, in about two weeks, I think. So, trailers look good. I like Matt Reeves as a director. Uh, so, I'm hoping that'll be enjoyable. And I don't know if I'll be going back before that. There is uh, Death on the Nile just came out this weekend, which uh, I like Murder on the Orient Express. This film is long delayed. I think it was originally supposed to come out in 2020. Um, it's coming out now with a controversy with the uh, the casting. Um, but at the same time, I know it's a film that's going to be on Disney Plus in a couple of months. So, I don't know, I might, I might hold off. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know where the next one of these is going to be. It'll, I'll definitely do Batman. But it's not sure if I'll be back before the Batman comes out. So, right, thank you for listening for the, to the uh, ramble. And uh, I'll see you on another episode soon. All right. Until then, clean lips. I wish I knew how it would feel to be free. I wish I could break all the chains holding me. I wish I could say all the things. And I should say, say I'm loud, say I'm clear for the whole round world here. I wish I... This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network. Psst, are you still here? Um... Okay, so, um, I actually watched 
four films in 24 hours. Right? <laughs> so after, um, after recording this episode, I, um, my daughter come home and she wanted to watch uh, Sing 2 with me, which she's gone to see at the cinema the other week. And then, after the kids went to bed, we watched The King's Men, which is the latest in the uh, Kingsman series of films that came out just before Christmas and is now on Disney+. Plus. So, yeah, it's been quite a mad 24 hours. I can't... I can't remember another time I've watched so many films in such a short amount of time. But I didn't want to record uh, another episode. So I'm just whacking this on here as a kind of like little Easter egg thing after the music's played. Um, I'm not going to do full reviews or anything like that. But uh, Sing 2, obviously the sequel to Sing, uh, which came out about four years ago, I think at this point. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, if you like the first Sing film, then I would argue this is actually a better film. But it was just really enjoyable. So, uh, yeah. If you haven't seen Sing, watch Sing. And then watch Sing too. It's a lot of fun, especially if you like music. Some really good musical choices in there. Um Directed once again by Garth Jennings, who's a British director, who also did uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and Son of Rambo, which is a film that people don't talk enough about. Lovely little film. So, uh, yeah, really glad to have seen that. Um, The Kingsman, or The Kingsman, um, it's probably the second best in the series. I really didn't like The Golden Circle. Which was the second one? I'm sure, that's what it was called. Yeah, it was the Golden Circle. Um, I mean, that said, I haven't seen the Golden Circle since I saw it at the cinema when it came out a few years ago. So maybe I'm misremembering it, but I don't remember it being anywhere near as good as the first one. This one, it's a prequel. It's designed to kind of tell you how the Kingsman started as a, an organization. Um, it was good it's not got the humour or obviously the technology they use in the first one because this is set during the first world war um, but I still I still enjoyed it but it was a bit bloated uh, it's a shame it's it flopped at the box office because it wasn't it wasn't as bad as the second film it just wasn't as good as the first and I think it came out at a tough time because obviously Spider-Man was still doing so well. Uh, be interesting to see if it gets more of an audience next on Disney+. Plus. But um, yeah, solid 7, I'd say, for that. And solid 7 for Sing 2. It's been a weekend of 7s, if I'm honest. Um, they've all been good. Not amazing, not excellent, not great. Uh but just really good films. So, there you go. Uh, that's it now. I'm done for the weekend. So, thank you if you listen to this little bit as well. And, uh, yeah, see you in the future for another episode. All right, ciao.